Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for December 7th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. I'll get to my uh, UFC 233 preview in a minute, but first I've posted a couple of uh, WWE matches from earlier this week on my blog. Um, You can check those out at frankp316.blogspot.com. The first one is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Asuka and Charlotte Flair. So the story here is that it started with a contract signing for Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Asuka, a tables, ladders, and chairs match on the TLC pay-per-view. And it's the usual stuff you see in these kind of segments. There's nothing unusual there. So Asuka wants to wrestle Charlotte, but Mandy and Sonya interrupt. So SmackDown GM Page turns it into a tag team match. Um, so because uh, you know it's the usual thing that WWE t- does is they they team pe- people up who aren't getting along. So the match is okay, and really what it's supposed to do is set up conflict between Asuka and Charlotte because uh, they haven't done that in the past. And really it breaks down at the end when Mandy hits Charlotte from the ring apron. Then Asuka pulls Mandy to the floor and gets up on the apron. Uh, Charlotte accidentally kicks Asuka, and you can see that Charlotte knows that she messed up. While Charlotte rolls Sonya up for a pin, Asuka nails Charlotte with a sliding knee, and Sonya gets the pin for the win. Now afterwards, Asuka had that what-happened look on her face, but I mean, the bottom line is it sets up Charlotte versus Asuka on next week's SmackDown. And... You know, last week, uh, uh, last uh, Tuesday was too soon to do that. They want to do it the week before the uh, pay-per-view. So they needed to set that up and that the two aren't pals anymore. So I don't know exactly, I don't know who's going to win that match. And just like I don't know, you know, what's going to happen on the TLC pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, it should be entertaining. I guess that's the bottom line. Okay, the second match is from Tuesday's Mixed Match Challenge. It just finally came up today, so I was able to get it up today. And that is Asuka and The Miz versus Naomi and Jimmy Uso. Second time they've seen that. And like most of the matches from this show, it's played for comedy and there's no heat. And that's because Asuka and Naomi are tag team partners. The main thing here is The Miz says he doesn't trust Asuka anymore because she lost a match you know, to uh, Charlotte. And the story is, this stuff is starting to piss Asuka off. The match is nothing special. It's, it's okay. It's, it's better than most of the other matches from this show. Who, the, 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 the series in general has been really bad. I mean, it's, you know, you think Raw was bad on Monday night? This crap is worse, okay? Now, Asuka, of course, wins with the Asuka lock. And next week, they will face R-Truth and Carmella in the semifinals. Now, I don't expect Asuka and The Miz to win because the finals will be on TLC and Asuka is already booked for a a three-way TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's why Charlotte lost her match. But keep in mind that the Mixed Match Challenge winners get to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Okay, so that's the only thing. Now, in their post-match interview, Asuka looked really pissed and chop the Miz in the chest. So uh, she may do something similar next week. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if something crazy happened. Okay, so those two videos are up on the blog. 
And I don't have anything else uh, WWE-wise at the moment. Uh, tomorrow night is UFC 233 at the Scotiabank Arena in uh, Toronto. Now, for those of you who are not from Toronto, that used to be the Air Canada Centre, and it just uh, Scotiabank uh, bought the re naming rights. Okay, so the big, there's three women's matches on this show, and of course the big one is Joanna Kajicic versus Valentina Shevchenko for the uh, UFC uh, Flyweight Championship. And uh, it's currently vacant. The, the, the UFC has botched the flyweight championship so badly. It's just unbelievable. What they, this, this, should, this match, however, should help. And I'm going to get to a little bit on that in a minute. But, uh, of course, Joanna, we all know who she is. She's uh, uh, from Poland, and she trains at American Top Team in Florida with former UFC fighter Mike Brown. Uh, Valentina is originally from uh, Kyrgyzstan or someplace like that. She actually lives in, she and her sister actually live in Peru, but if you've noticed some of the promotional stuff for this, they travel all over the place with their coach, Pavel Fedotov, uh, training. So it's kind of odd. The thing that they have in common is they're both kickboxers, okay? And once upon a time back in Europe, Valentina beat Joanna three times in kickboxing matches. So there are dopes out there trying to make a big thing out of that. Well, you know what? That was so long ago that it doesn't matter, okay? Uh, there's also people who think, oh, well, with Joanna moving up to flyweight, I mean, you know, she, uh, you know she's, she's a strawweight. Well, no. Uh, before she came to the UFC, Joanna fought at flyweight. You know, I saw her fight in Cage Warriors, beat up Rosie Sexton. And she was a flyweight then. So really, uh, she's a, uh, though she was strawweight champ, she's really a flyweight. And, you know, uh, she's better than any of the other strawweights that have moved up. And I will tell you this, if uh, Claudia Gadelia or uh, Jessica Andrade or Tatiana Suarez wanted to fight at uh, flyweight, they probably could, and in fact, Claudia has fought at flyweight before she came to the U.S. And uh, um, um, what about Rose Namahunas? Too small for flyweight. She's a strawweight. Okay, so the thing here is you've got two kickboxers. So that's what you're going to see here for the most part. The big difference for me is Joanna punches a lot harder than Valentina. So my uh, major criticism of Joanna uh, is she used to finish fights and she doesn't finish fights anymore. Instead, you know, she, she's kind of turned into a points fighter. And that really cost her the second match with, um, against uh, Rose. And she thinks she won that match, but she didn't, okay? It was closer than the scores. The scores were all 49-46, but what was kind of odd about that, uh, the scoring on that match, is each judge gave Joanna a different round. So the fight was actually closer. I scored at 48-47, so it was closer than that. But she didn't win. And the reason she didn't win is, one, she, she gets off to slow starts, and two, she's not trying to finish fights anymore which is something that she did a couple of years ago. So I think if Joanna comes out and she's really uh, aggressive and she's throwing and she's nailing elbows in the clinch and stuff like that, she can finish any fight. 
you know, even someone like Valentina, who's a very skilled kickboxer, but the difference is Valentina is not a finisher, okay? You know, she's finished a couple of fights, but they were pretty, I mean, they were flukes, okay? I'll, I'll tell you that right now. She, neither of them really has a ground game to speak of, but we know that Joanna has really good takedown defense. So my guess is what we'll see here is one of two things. We'll either see Joanna finish really, really quickly in round two or round three, or if it goes to a decision, it could be anything. It could be a split decision. Valentina may be able to, to eke out a win. Valentina just doesn't have Joanna's power as a puncher, but Joanna has to be more aggressive. She has to be not worry about breaking her hands or anything like that. Now, she said uh, in the press conference earlier this week that she wants to go back down to 115, uh, but Mike Brown has said in an interview yesterday that he prefers she doesn't do that. So he wants her to stay at 125. So I don't know what she's going to do in regards to that. It may depend on whether she wins or loses, but she still says she wants to go back to 115. Dana White always said that once she goes up to 125, she won't go back to 115. It's a tougher weight cut for her, you know. So we'll see what she's like. We'll see what she's like. But I, I don't, as you guys know, I don't really predict a winner in close matches. And I actually think this is too close to predict. Uh, but we'll just see what happens with it. Now, the other two women's fights are both on the prelims. You have Claudia Gadelia versus Nina Ansarov. Now, on the surface... Claudia is obviously a much better fighter than Nina. There's not even any question about that. Claudia, uh, of course, is from Brazil, and uh, she trains. Uh, now she doesn't. Tra she used to train at Nova Unia, but now she trains at Latrell Yee, which is a uh, an offshoot of uh, Jackson Wink in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Nina, of course, trains at American Top Team in Florida with her uh, with her fiance Amanda Nunez. Uh, Claudia is a, is a much more skilled fighter than Nina. There's no question about that. But the, the interesting thing about Nina is she's won her last two fights, and uh, she probably was the underdog in both of those fights. She, she beat, um, uh, she beat uh, Randa Marcos, and uh, I can't remember who she beat before that, but either way, she was not favored, uh, but neither of her opponents gave particularly good performances. So uh, I, unless there's something funny going on here, I expect Claudia to win this match. She's a much, she's a much more uh, accomplished fighter than Nina, and uh, I would expect Claudia uh, to win the fight, possibly by submission. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay, the, other, uh, the third women's match, which is on the prelims as well, is Jessica I versus Katlyn Chukagian. And this is at flyweight. Both fighters... Uh, came to the UFC as bantamweights, but they're both flyweights, okay? Uh, Jessica, of course, is from Cleveland. Um, she's uh, won her first two fights at flyweight, uh, but, you know, uh, she didn't beat the greatest opponents, in my opinion. In my opinion, she, um, you know, she almost got beat by Kalindra Ferry, and, uh, of course, Kalinda's so bad that... Um, you know, Jessica managed to come back and beat her. Uh, she is, for the most part, a kickboxer. She claims to have other skills, but I've never seen her use any of them. <laughs> so uh, that's what she is as a kickboxer. Catlin uh, Chukagian is from uh, the Philadelphia area, and she trains with uh, trainer Mark Henry. And uh, he, he's a very good trainer. He trains with uh, Frankie Edgar. Now, 
Here's the problem that Jessica has with Catelyn. She, Jessica needs to be really aggressive here, okay? Because what Catelyn uses to win fights, and she's done that in her last two uh, flyweight bouts, what Catelyn has done with uh, her last two fights is she's won by this keep-away strategy. So she's basically, you know, trying to avoid contact and sticking and moving and stuff like that. And this is clearly strategy that is designed to win the fight, okay? But it's not very entertaining, okay? So here's the thing. If she uses that strategy and it works, she will win the fight. But if Jessica is more aggressive than she normally is and, and realizes that she has to, you know, take a couple of shots to get in there and, you know, get Catelyn in the clinch and throw some elbows at her and stuff like that, then she has a shot to win the fight. My guess is it'll go the distance. I don't see either of them finishing. They're not finishers. My guess is it goes the distance and it could be a very close fight, possibly a split decision or something like that. Okay, so all three of those fights are tomorrow night at, um, on UFC 233, uh, be on pay-per-view, 10 p.m. in your local pay-per-view place. I get it from my cable company. And the um, uh, prelims are on uh, Fox Sports 1 and uh, TSN in Canada. Okay. So, got a couple other UFC things I want to co cover here. First of all, uh, there was a match announced for uh, uh, Joanne Underwood versus uh, Ariane Lipsky. Uh, that was uh, supposed to be on uh, the UFC show at the end of uh, uh, January. That has been, I think it's UFC 235. Uh, that uh, match has been moved to ESPN Plus One, which is two weeks earlier. And the reason they've moved that, they moved one other match as well. The reason they've moved that is they've had trouble finding matches for uh, ESPN, that ESPN show. So that match has been moved. That match is at flyweight. Okay. Uh, two other things I wanted to get to. Uh, uh, Sajara Eubanks announced yesterday that uh, she will now uh, fight at bantamweight. Okay, so as you know, she was in Tough 26, which was for flyweights, and she uh, had continual trouble making weight. Uh, she didn't make weight for her last fight at flyweight. Uh, the thing I've been telling you guys all along is she's not a flyweight. She's a bantamweight. And I mean, there's reasons why fighters want to cut to a lighter weight. I'll get to that in a second. But if you want to blame somebody for what happened with Sajara Eubanks, put the blame solely on Dana White, Sean Shelby, and uh, um, the other guy. I've forgotten his name. It doesn't matter. The point is, she should not have been in Tough 26 in the first place because she should not be fighting at flyweight. She can't make the weight. Now, so, but there's a reason why she wanted to fight at flyweight. She wanted to fight at flyweight because, I mean, I've seen her at bantamweight in Invicta, and she's really not very good. And so she is nothing special at bantamweight. So the advantage of her dropping to flyweight is she's bigger than most of the flyweights and it gives her a competitive advantage. And I mean, you could see that in the fight against, uh, recent fight against Roxanne Modafferi. She clearly had an advantage because she's bigger, okay? And we see this all the time. People say, well, why do fighters cut weight? Well, that reason is a primary reason. 
to cut to a lighter weight because the fighter has a competitive advantage being larger, okay? The problem was she couldn't make that weight. So the decision was made that she should fight at bantamweight in the future. You're going to find that she's not very good at bantamweight, okay? She just, she's a middle-of-the-pack middle fighter at best, okay? And that's really the problem with her. That's why she wanted to drop the flyweight. Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to comment on briefly was this whole controversy about uh, um, um, Rachel Ostevich and Greg Hardy being booked on the same, same show. So you know the whole story on this, right? Uh, Greg Hardy is a former Dallas Cowboy who uh, you know, got into trouble with domestic violence and all that sort of thing, and he's trying to ch switch over to UFC. And I actually don't have a problem with them giving him a chance, okay? But it's kind of, uh, what, what, the, what the problem is that Rachel, of course, uh, suffered domestic violence. Uh, her husband has been arrested. And she's booked to face um, uh, Paige Van Zant on uh, ESPN One Plus, or Plus One, uh, in mid-January. And I would have thought that they would have removed her from that show. Uh, Dana White uh, yesterday did an interview with uh, Aaron Bronstetter of TSN. You can watch the video. Uh, it's on the internet. And he said that um, he was going to remove her, and then Rachel called him up and told him not to remove her. Now, I'm going to put on my promoter's hat for just a moment, okay? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put her on the show anyway. I would have removed her, okay? And not because of Greg Hardy. It has nothing to do with that. I would have removed her. I would not have put her on that show for, uh, two specific, uh, for one specific reason. It's too soon, okay? First of all, she suffered injuries in that attack, including a broke, broken orbital bone. I don't think she'll be recovered by then. She, you know, it's, another, it's only a month away, you know? Secondly, secondly her husband was her trainer, Okay, so she's got to go find another trainer in, um, in short notice. Now, I assume she can do that. The point is, she's not going to get a full camp with this new trainer. So for those two reasons, I would not have allowed her to be on that show. I would have put somebody else in there. I don't know why he allow White allowed her to talk him into leaving her on the show. I guess for empower women, female empowerment reasons, but... That's how I would have solved that problem. I wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have been an issue because she wouldn't have been on that show, at least for me. But she is on that show. I do think it's tone deaf. I do think it's tone deaf for the UFC to put uh, Greg Hardy and Rachel Ostevich on the same show. They didn't have to do that. And I don't know why they're doing that. And, and there's no real reason for it. But uh, uh, apparently, according to Ariel Hawani, um, he says that, uh, he works for ESPN, he says that ESPN has discussed this with UFC, but they're not revealing what was discussed yet, okay? The point is, it's a very bad visual to have those two on the same show, and I don't think they should have done it, but they did it. Typical promoters, they think that by getting negative publicity is better than no publicity. That's how they're thinking. All right. But as I said, I would not have uh, let 
uh, Rachel fight on that show anyway because I don't think it's enough time for her to recover and I think she has to find new trainers and stuff like that, okay? Because remember, she trained with her husband, okay? In fact, if you look at all of these women fighters who have been assaulted, domestic violence, they all trained with their husbands, every single one of them, okay? So that's something you have to remember, okay? That doesn't always happen, but I guess when you're training with your husband, he's not objective, okay? Whereas if you're training with Mike Brown, he's great, he's objective. So maybe you shouldn't train with your husband anymore, right? Okay, anyway. That's about it for today. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday with my review of UFC 233. And don't forget uh, the two uh, WWE videos are up on my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or any comments or anything like that, you can leave a voice message on my uh, podcast. I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. And you can subscribe to the podcast at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights tomorrow. Have a good, and talk to you later.